0: what's up guys happy new year to y'all what an exciting time it is uh, today we're gonna be doing our 2021 year in review and today it's currently january 5th five days after the new year and i just hopped back on the podcast to you know talk about 2021 and what a great year it was for fishing and how i you know tried to ignore covid and get some fishing in because you know fishing is one of my favorite things to do and I know it's a lot of y'all's favorite things to do and it's hard to go a couple weeks without fishing to be honest you start get I mean you start getting headaches I mean not really but you start to feel anxious to go fishing and that's how I felt and so I, I got on the water a lot this year um caught my pb Um uh, that was a Seven seven one seven pounds one ounce fish, um, in a backyard pond in Central Florida, and um, I got to go on a lot of trips. Um, got got to go up to Lake Lanier multiple times. Did some striper fishing up at Lake Lanier. Got some spots up at Lake Lanier this year. Um, got to go down to Saint Simons, Georgia. Went bull, uh, Red Bull, uh, bull red fishing. Some, uh, yeah, that was an incredible experience for us. Me and my, a couple of my buddies went out, Big Steve and Ellenberg. We went out there, caught forty one red, red fish in two and a half hours, which was. Our captain said it was his best day of the year of that year. Um, that season just ended. In the beginning of December. Um, and we went in, um, well, that was fall break. So that was in October, mid October. We, we did that, and that was a blast. Um, that was towards the end of 2021. And recently, just over two weeks ago, right before the new year, I went down to Stream Song in Central Florida, which is definitely recommend going down there. Get a guided bass tour, it'll take you down. Um, it, the pits, so the phosphate pits and the phosphate pits I didn't believe it but when I got there I realized how many fish that place holds and what that has in store for you and wow that was it was an awesome experience Um, you know another podcast I'm about the uh drop uh, I introduced a nuke I was talking about the Guggen nuke punch and how that bait Um, it's just going to be an absolute great bait, and I wish I had that bait out there because we're fishing lily pads and um, in pockets uh, deep in, like, shade because at that point in time, it was 85 degrees and sunny, no cloud in the sky in central Florida in the middle of December, which was, it must be normal. I live in Georgia. I don't really... Uh get to experience that in December very often. We're usually in the sixties and seventies and the cold fronts drop in the thirties and forties. But um yeah, that was an incredible experience. Went out with my guy Trey. Uh, he uh and he put us on some fish. We had a blast. Uh pretty much just threw around the Guggen Bandito bug the whole trip. Um uh, in Okeechobee crawl color. That's pretty much literally what I threw on a And I had a one six ounce weight, maybe one fourth um, on 17 pound fluorocarbon thrown around a loose tournament uh, bait casting reel and a a Guggen go to gold rod. That was what I threw around for three days straight for eight hours a day. And we caught a lot of fish, probably in the I probably caught about 30 fish in three or four days, full days each um, day. And it was a blast, you know. We covered a lot of water. First, we went to a spot that Trey hasn't really fished a lot. But it started out slow at first, and then we really got on him. And what I realized and I learned there was how hard you have to hook set down there to connect with the fish. And I'm not sure if that was because it was wintertime and they were just being uh, weird with it, not quite committing. But once we got on him, it was a blast, and I've never... I had such a fun time pulling these four or five pounders out of these lily pads, and they're just dragging and it was and it was a blast. And you know, you know, we're gonna start posting back on our YouTube channel, keeping it real, spell uh, spelled real like a fishing reel. And it is it's gonna be fun. Um yeah, another trip we took was down to um, uh up to Lake Burton up in North Georgia I took this one with myself and I did a bunch of kayak fishing um, a lot of fun it's not known for its bass fishing but it does ha- hold some some pretty nice bass in there uh, I only managed I was only catching them on the crankbait they're really chasing Chad it was about August um, but we caught a bunch of fish and I don't think I've ever do- seen anybody do this but I was Throwing a crankbait really close to the shore and retrieving it back towards the center of the lake because there must have been a deep shelf um, there. I didn't have any uh, pan optics or any live scope out there. I was just fishing off my mind and you know just trying stuff to get on fish. But I definitely would have thought of it, try to target those target that crankbait from the the bank, but they were opposite. They were hitting it in the deep water. There must've been some shelves down there again. And yeah, it was, it was a blast. And, um, uh, yeah. So I'm going to talk about where I caught that PB for a little bit this year. It was actually in, uh, just outside of Tampa and at a, at a house in its backyard. And I was just, I rented the house for a few days and I was fishing down there. Uh, just trying to see what it hold. I, I didn't even know there was bass in there. I really didn't. I was making some casts, and I was throwing the same bait. I was throwing a stream song cause it was the same trip. Um, I was throwing the bandito bug, Guggen bandito bug an Okeechobee crawl, um, Texas rig at a th- three out hook and a one six ounce weight, uh, 17 pound fluorocarbon. And we were just targeting the largemouth. Um, and at first, I just started throwing straight out, just trying to see if there was any shelves down there, trying to get a feel, trying to see if I could hit the bottom of the lake. And yeah, it wasn't that deep, probably four or five feet, but it was still fun to throw down there and see what it held. And then, um, then I started going about 45 degree angles from the from the bank, and that's when it really started to get on the fish. The first cast I made a 45 degree angle, I got hit and caught my PB, the seven seven pound one ounce fish, and um, I was, I, I, at that point I was shocked I even caught a fish, but even the bigger part, I caught a seven pounder in, in a backyard pond that has about three gators and it covers about 15 houses and it was, oddly enough, my PB, and so I kept fishing, got my pictures with that obviously, um, and I kept fishing, caught, and never really caught another big one on that on that trip in that backyard pond, caught a bunch of probably two pounders, but I never found the big ones again. That's sometimes how it is when you catch a big fish first, you just never get on the big ones again. But um, yeah, it was really fun to target those big fish and uh, had a blast doing it. Um, yeah. And I got my first ever uh bait caster in 2021. Never really threw out a bait caster never thought I would have ever thrown around a bait caster. Ended up doing it. Um, and it was probably the best decision. If you are targeting largemouth, smallmouth, or spotted bass, your, a bait caster is better than a spinning combo. If you can handle, you know, keeping it, you know, nice. And not backlashing your line every cast. Which takes practice, but you'll get it. And, um... Took me a couple of weeks to really get it. And I started off with my brakes. You know, you went your brakes, I put them on about three or four break. Intention, right? You don't want it. Usually they say in all the videos where when the lure is slowly dropping, when you open up the spool, um, it's about perfect for attention. But I, at first, I put it a little bit tighter than that so I could, um, you know, I I didn't have to thumb it when it was gonna hit the water just to feel have a feel for it, and not have backlash. And the main challenge with a baitcaster was um, learning how to uh, keep it from, um, you know, backlashing. And when it did backlash, how to get a backlash out. And the main way I learned from that was just experience. You know, a bunch of these guys go watching YouTube videos and try to you know find a way to. um, Learn how to get a backlash out easy, and really, to be honest, it's just experience. The more you have to, you have to do it, the better you get at it. And after a few couple weeks, you'll be pretty dang good at it, cause you're gonna do it a few times. I mean, it's impossible not to backlash one time. Even the pros do it. You know, Kevin Van Dam, they they still do it. Uh, all my guys, I watch Millikan fishing on YouTube. That's my favorite favorite YouTuber right now. He's got really good lessons. You know, he goes out and fishes. That's all he does. He's fishes. And I love to watch him because he, he teaches us some really cool stuff. If you're just, you know, around there hanging around and uh, sitting on the couch trying to watch some fishing and he'll teach you some stuff. I learned, I learned how to pitch, you know, pitch um, from, from him, you know, he was in Texas. He rarely doesn't. He just went up and pitched and I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a cool tip and, now it's in my normal fishing lineup when I come up, you know, on brush piles and stuff and lily pads and whatnot. And, you know, in 2022, I'm definitely going to try to make a few more trips down to Florida and get some quality fishing down there because it's really good. Early spring, I feel like it's going to be the time to go there. It's it's going to be go, 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 you know. You don't want to get too hot down there because I feel like once it gets too hot, those, those fish are just going to be – they ain't gonna want to do anything, but if you get them early spring, it'll probably be almost ninety degrees there in early spring on a on a nice day, and it'll I bet you'll catch some fish. Definitely recommend Stream Song though; it's in the middle of nowhere, but once you get there, it's really cool. Um, Tyler Ramsdale is the operator. You can give him a call; he'll set you up with either him or one of his guys that does it. Excuse um, me. Okay. Um, I was with Trey. Trey was really really nice. He does uh, clay shooting too, if you're ever into shooting shotguns. Um, but, it I mean, it was a blast. Trey took me down to a spot. Um, like I was saying earlier, Trey took me down to a spot where he hasn't really fished recently, and we just started figuring things out. And he taught me so much. Um, he taught me how to skip. Um, we're throwing like a – it was a Guggen saucy swimmer. You can check them out it's just a soft swim bait like three point i like the 3.7 inch ones so it's like 3.6 3.7 inch ones in my opinion and you can also put those on the back of like a chatter bait or you know any, any anything you need a trailer for Work great for and yeah i mean 2021 was a great year um uh, also went out to my first uh, bass fishing tournament down at Lake Fork. Uh, I learned a lot from there. Uh, just going out to see some of the the best, of the best uh, fish, and you know how their life is desired on it, and you know that's something I was dream I always dream of. And but I realized how hard it is that uh, how much stress there is because if you just go out and fish for fun, there's no stress. You're just fishing, having fun. But these guys are. They're doing what they love to do, but they're doing it with, you know, it's hard work. It, there's no, a lot of stress into it. That's how they make their money. That's how that's how they make a living. And um, yeah, and another thing is, I was just trying, I was looking at while I was down there, the apparel they wear and that stuff. And I realized how good um, Huck's fishing performance shirts were. And I picked up a few myself. I've always worn uh, uh, AFCO. I've been a big AFCO guy, and I moved to Huck, and I like Huck a little bit better. Their performance gear, I like the way their, uh, you know, their performance hoodies are, and um, I usually like their if they have their performance T-shirts that are just Huck. and it's you know it's kind of a sports material. And I, they have a hood on them. It's like a light hood. Not a thick hood. It's just light. And it 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 was great, you know, throwing that on. If you have to get up for early morning, um or cold morning. That's not that cold. You're not gonna wear a heavy jacket, but it's cold enough to where you want to put a hood on. It's is perfect is awesome. I mean, it's really cool. I picked up a few of those and um I definitely recommend them. They're about fifty five bucks on hug.com. Just go check them out. Um yeah, what else did I learn in 2021? Um yeah, I caught my first ever striper in 2021, like I was talking at Lake Lanier. Um never really caught striper before. And these were uh, these were big striper. They were the small ones were seven to eight pounds, and we we're catching them just some gizzard shad. We we're throwing down live bait, you know, throwing them down. We we're kind of just trolling with them. And it was not as entertaining as bass you know, largemouth fishing because you kind of just sit there and you're looking at your panoptics, live scope screens, and uh, just waiting for a bite and seeing what you see on screen. Um, You don't really get to do constant reeling or steady reeling or finessing the reel. It's just kind of a type of thing you sit, and when you get one, they put up a way better fight, though, than, you know, largemouth. It's probably... Upwards to two or three minutes, uh, retrieve, which is not, it's not very long compared to like, uh, bull red or redfish, but like I went in St. Simon's, but, um, it was definitely more of, you know, the stronger fish feel to it. Um, they fight hard, hard and short, you know, two or three minutes, but it's a pretty dang hard fight. And they're fun to get up in the boat, you know, they're pretty fish. You know, back to that, uh, fishing, fishing in St. Simons, uh, went on a boat, uh, met the guy at the marina, a 30-minute run out, yeah, about a 30-minute run out, uh, we're fishing just about, it was like 35 feet of water, I want to say, and we're just throwing down this mullet, we cut up some dead mullet, threw it out there, um, and we just waited immediately, we did not sit down for one minute and two and a half hours. Um, we caught 41 fish and we, uh, supposed to be out there for four or five hours. And we used all of our bait in two and a half hours. We just never needed anything more than that. Ran out of bait, uh, went back happily as a fisherman could ever be. Um, and we thank that guy very much cause what a trip that was. And we'll get big Steve on here talking about that in the next one. Um, cause he'll enjoy talking about that cause it was just a blast. Um, And yeah, I picked up a new jerk bait as well in twenty twenty one. It's now m- one of my favorite lures. It's uh, the Sixth cents. Um, let me look. It's the DD something DD. Um, it's the. Uh, it was. A, it was a nice jerk bait. I'm looking at it right now. I'm pulling it up for y'all. But it was a nice jerk bait. Um, I just. The main reason I like it is because of its the the colors on it, the patterns on it. Uh, it was always just it was always a good lure and fish seemed to like attack it because it, of how real the um, the patterns looked on it. Yeah, the Pro, Provoke 106X jerkbait. And um, my favorite color was the herring shad. The herring shad is just kind of a clean look. They retail for about fourteen dollars. They're half an ounce, um, and boy, they caught they caught me with some big fish. A PB wasn't on it, as I said earlier. a PV was on a uh, the Bandito bug, but you know they're um uh Provoke one hundred six X. It's a slow it's a slow sinks. um it's a slow sink, and uh, it will float sometimes depending like really, like really, really shallow depending on the water temperature. It adjusts during the water temperature, which is nice, which you don't always get to um, get from jerk baits, but this happens to be a nicer one and it's good enough to do that. Um, When the water temperature is right, it dives up to three to six feet. It's half an ounce, like I said. It's 4.2 inches long and it's got uh, six-sought treble hook sizes. You got three of those. You get one under the, uh um you know standard one at the back one kind of in the middle and one towards the front treble hooks and they're size 6 like i said um and those are uh, they're they're fun to throw around you can fish them any way you want you can fish them uh fast you know jerking it a lot and um or you can go really slow and do a reel and wait and then go jerk jerk you know or you can go you know it's you can do whatever you want with it um, but I mean it's fun because when they hit it too, it is. They commit. They don't. They ain't messing around when they see that thing ro- rolling through the water. Another bait that I picked up during uh 2021 that was It's now one of also my favorite baits, but it's one of the most expensive baits out there, is the six cents um glide bait nine inch glide bait. They retail for seventy five bucks. Uh, which is way too much, in my opinion. I probably will only buy another one one this year. I probably only buy one a year. It's called the draw. Uh, Millican Fish and Fishin throws it around a lot. Um, and he's caught some 12s on it. He's caught some huge fish on it, which I'll show y'all. Uh, I'll show y'all this bait in a video. But they're all sold out. Um, if y'all are around and y'all are interested in looking at them, go on 6 cents tackle warehouse if you ever know what tackle where if you know what tackle warehouse is it's an online bait store and they got them coming back in stock in a couple of days January 9th they have a few of their colors coming back um, January 9th through about January 15th they got colors coming back which is um they they got still have some in stock if you're wanting to pick one up um, but they're fun but to throw that around you're going to need like an you're going to need a seven five to eight foot extra heavy rod and i recommend again like a 7.5 gear ratio reel uh definitely uh helps you with a faster gear ratio for those things and i definitely i wouldn't throw that they don't dive deep it's about one to four feet for these things but they are nine inch and only big fish are going to eat them and I would definitely fish them in deep water, even though they're only they ain't diving that deep. And in my opinion, I wouldn't really throw those if you don't have a, a, a fish screen, live scope, or you know any anything to mark fish on. If you don't have that, it's, in my opinion, it's not worth it. Um, Cause you, it's one of those baits they're gonna commit to it if you throw it on top of their heads. But if you don't really know where they are and you're trying to find them. It's it's not the bait to cover water with. Um but yeah, twenty twenty one, man. It, it was a fun year. Got a lot of fishing done. Caught probably the most fish of any year I've ever fished. Um caught my PB, hoping to break that in twenty twenty two. Um I wanna my goal this year is to catch over a ten pounder. Ten pounder would be so cool. And yeah, I'll have evidence. I'm always wearing my GoPro when I go fishing. Um I always have a scale with me. Although at the time I caught uh, a seven, the seven pounder, I had to run inside to get the scale because I didn't have it with me. Because it always seems like when you have the scale, you never catch the big ones, and when you don't have the scale, you always catch the small. And when you have the scale, you always catch the one, two pounders, which, which is still fun. But when you catch a big one, it, it changes the whole, the whole game of fishing you're always wanting to catch catch the seven pounders not the one pounders anymore but uh, yeah um 2021 was a fun year and i'll see y'all soon with uh big steve and ellenberg Uh, big steve will be on it soon Uh, he was just at his brother's baseball tryout today so it's just me today but i hope you all enjoyed it and we'll see y'all soon peace out